Sometimes I like to imagine the world after us, the strange mammals that will emerge, the abundance of biodiverse plant life taking over our fields and factories and so on. I don't think this world will be better. I maintain that we are the most interesting thing to happen on Earth, and there is real beauty and meaning in our curiosity and compassion, even as we also cause and witness so much suffering. But at any rate, there will be a world after us, after each of us. And that's why there's life insurance. It exists to provide a financial safety net to those who love and count on you. Policy Genius's technology makes it easy to compare life insurance quotes from America's top insurers in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. So save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. Policy Genius. Because there will be a world without us. everyone two pieces of news first piece if you've been a longtime follower of our work and our community you probably know that usually by now the project for awesome would have already happened but it has not that's because a while back we decided to move it to early in the year instead of late in the year so this year project for awesome is happening the weekend of february 12th this was not a response to covid usually every big change is blamed on covid it's not it's just something we wanted to do to make life easier for all the people on our team who are often working really hard at the end of the year for various reasons but since a calendar is less useful in February than it is in January, we're releasing the 2021 Hank and John Project for Awesome calendar now, which you can get at DFTBA.com. At the very least, you should check it out because it is real weird and I love it. Thanks to Megan Tenius for the design. Second, if you can believe it, we have a special episode of Dear Hank and John for you that was f filmed, recorded at VidCon London, which, yes, makes it very old in a lot of different ways. So come and be transported back in time with me with this special episode with guest John Hannah Witt. Hello and welcome to Dear Hank and John. Or as I like to call it, Dear Hannah and Hank. It's a comedy podcast about death where two brothers and sometimes two friends answer your questions <laughs> and give you dubious advice and bring you all the week's news from both Mars and AFC Wimbledon today in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> That's great. If you guys could be that enthusiastic at every possible moment, that would make the podcast sound fantastic. Mm -hmm. Hannah. Yes, hello. What do you call an egg in hunting season? <laughs> I don't know what you call an you egg in hunting season. You do know, though, because season. I sourced it from the audience. Yes, but I'm playing along. Uh, it's a poached egg. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Hannah, how are you doing? Welcome to VidCon London. Oh, thank you for having me. Your I'm... town is nice. Is this your town? Uh, yeah, you I'm, not from, like I'm not from here. Okay. I'm actually from Manchester, but I've lived okay. in the southern regions of the UK for far too long. But it, oh. my accent's gone. Oh, I see. Yeah. Oh, you've lost your Manchester accent. Yeah. Can you do? Can you do a Manchester accent? Um, do you have a shot of vodka? <laughs> uh, hang on, hang on. Um, from I'm from up north. I'm from Manchester. Okay. There you go. That's a, kind of a bit like that. Okay. Really. Any it, any Manchesteronians in the audience? Howdy. <laughs> <laughs> you nice. sound like that. Woo. Um, 
So we do questions here on Dear Hank and John mm. and uh, and Dear Hank and Hannah as well. And we've Hannah got- and Hank. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> well done. And we've uh, we've sourced some from the audience and uh, and and also we are going to be on the lookout for million dollar ideas. Oh, yeah. So if you've got any of those, just let me know. Right. Roger. And I'm going to start here with uh, with a question from Wolfgang. Are you here? Hey. Yeah, I guess because you're Australian. It says so right here. Um, so Wolfgang wants to know how, to, how do you make new friends in a new country if you're Australian and you're in England? Oh, there are so many Australians in England. Just go find some Australians is Hannah's suggestion. They all live in West London. So just move there. Do you live in West London? Kind of. There you go. Like go to Shepherd's Bush. Like, Is that a pub? No, it's the name of an area, but there's loads of Aussies around So just there. go to an area and just sort of <laughs> like it, so wander if you want, around and flop on the sidewalk. That's if you want to make friends with other Australians. Right. But you might want to branch out. How do you make friends with British people? Because you guys are a little bit different and reserved. Yeah. And you've got culture, you've got things in your culture that I don't understand. Well, I, I kind of feel that the making friends thing is just the same across the board it's more like making friends as an adult which yeah. is the difficult thing just go back to school it's the only way i know how to <laughs> go make back friends to school. well it's about being in close proximity with people mm-hmm. but you could also be in close proximity with people in the internet as well right but then you might not be making friends with people who live close to you but yeah come to vidcon go to the pub join a like join a club yeah but, ju- but genuinely well, they, like they go exist. to spaces like go yeah. to spaces that uh-huh. you want to go to and you'll find you got to take up yeah. Magic the Gathering. If that's what you're into. No. Just that's the only way. That's the only way I know how to make friends. We've got some nods in the back. Okay, yeah. you guys talk. Mm-hmm. You can teach you magic. That's, that's, there you go. That's all I know. That's all I know. This is a question for you and I don't understand it. Can oh. you read it? Oh, <laughs> Hannah, uh, what do you think of the new vulva Lucy and Yaks? So Lucy and Yak is a clothing brand in the UK. Uh-huh. They're like ethical and sustainable and they, they make these really amazing dungarees and this isn't sponsored by them. But I do have some gifted pairs of their items. Um, yeah, and they've recently partnered with an artist. Who's who's the artist? Do you know who it is, loves? Um, they've partnered with an artist and they've got like a vulva print trousers and vulva print dungarees. Whoa. And I'm, and I'm, you got to make a video. Yeah, I'm very, <laughs> in, in them, yeah. I'm very excited um, yeah. to get some. So what do you think of them? Just excitement. Just pure excitement. And also I'm very excited for like all of the people who will potentially get them and then like be out in public with them and the questions or conversations that it might spark, hopefully. But like mm-hmm. you said, us Brits are a bit reserved. So even if you spot someone wearing like vulva patterned dungarees, you might not even talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think a lot of people might not talk to them, but even the ones who are excited might not talk to yeah. them. Got a question from Bailey who asks, dear Hank and Hannah, uh, I have a very cute seven-month-old puppy, so people often notice him while we are on walks. What am I supposed to do when someone says hi to my dog? My dog is named Leo, but I also have a dog named Bailey. Uh, Bailey is a dog name, right? How did that happen? We need to name dogs not human names. I've, I know so many Hanks that are not human, <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm just like, I'm over at my friend's house, and it's like, Hank! And I'm like, what? Are you yelling <laughs> like, Good boy. Me? That's a lot. <laughs> it's much easier to talk to a dog than a person, isn't it? Well, it doesn't you, talk back. Yeah. It also... Can't uh, judge you. Well, and they're always cute, and unlike people. Yeah. <laughs> Can't ju- can it judge you, though? I feel like I've been judged by a dog. Uh, 
I, I think that says more about you. You're like, because you're oh, feeling I, the yeah. judgment, you know? Now you're judging me about me being judged by dogs. It's Maybe. very human of you. <laughs> I don't know. In, I don't know what that's like, but I would enjoy almost like being a, a little bit passive aggressive and like saying something that makes them feel bad about not acknowledging right. you. Yeah, like my, my eyes are up here. <laughs> just really direct yeah like up here <laughs> i'm a human too wait or just bark at them <laughs> i uh i i i like this with my son i have a a three-year-old and when i and like i i know that not everybody is in this bag but i like it when people are like hello little buddy how old are you i'm like yeah talk talk and like and so because I like it when people do it to my son, I do it to other people's kids. And then I'm like, you do not like me doing this. Uh, so you don't you don't mind if they don't acknowledge you? No. And I understand people like grownups are intimidating. So you're like, yes, great, son, have this conversation for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's uh, it's it's uh, it's like a catalyst. So I think in chemistry terms a lot. Okay. Um, so you got to lower the activation energy so that right. the reaction will happen. <laughs> and dogs and babies are ways to lower reactive activation energy. Right. Okay. Energies. So it's like de-escalating awkwardness. Yeah. It just like brings. It's like a. It's a door into the relationship where. It, yeah, because like, you would never like talk to a stranger if they didn't have a dog or a baby. Yeah, and also like the best thing is when one person has a dog and the other person has a dog, and then you like become dog buds, and you're always on the same walk. And I, mm. my, the, the guy, isn't the that paint... the start of 101 Dalmatians? And then they get married, and then they murder the Dalmatians, or they well, try to. The Quella de Vilde is. Not, I don't. Not that's the... the only thing I know about that <laughs> movie slash book show. Well, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it started as. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. So I, there's like John, who was from my old neighborhood, and Rusty, his dog. Oh, and okay. I like every, I thought every you were talking I, about John, no, your no. brother then, John from your old neighborhood. My John, my like, brother from the old neighborhood. <laughs> like, you lived we, with him, Now surely? we see each other at the grocery store sometimes because we moved We moved to a different neighborhood. And I'm like, how's Rusty? And he's like, he's great. He's such a... And, and, and then I'm like, how's the radical progressive politics, John? Uh, and then he talks about that some because he's pretty anarchist. Um, oh, but, you know, how would I, how would I know if... If not for Rusty and Lemon's cute little relationship. Yeah, so have. maybe it's a shift in mind mindset yeah. of mm -hmm. seeing it as an opportunity. Here's a question that is uh, that is relevant to both of us, which is unusual. Not probably like it wouldn't happen very often, but it is, and it's un it's anonymous. Asks, <laughs> does uh, dear Hank and Hannah, does being very organized help with your career while dealing with ulcerative colitis? Oh, are you very organized? No. Uh, <laughs> Are you very organized? Yes. Oh. Oh. I have never met one of you. Really? How? <laughs> a what? very organized person? Yeah. A very organized YouTuber, I guess, is the oh, okay. thing that I might not have met. Yeah. No, I'm a rare breed. Yeah. No, I I, I am very organized only in, in that I have human beings who force it upon me. Right. I choose it actively and I try and organize things that don't actually need it. I'll like spend my spare time mm. organizing and planning. No, I mean, well, that's great. <laughs> that's how I spend my spare time, by which I mean meetings that I don't want to be in. <laughs> so um, you and, use it as a form of procrastination. Yeah. I think I also do that as well. Like I, Well, it's not procrastination. It's just that I'm not necessary to this present. process. Oh, okay, yeah. And this is something that I can do, and it looks like I'm working, Fair which enough. is deleting things from my desktop. Do you want to see my desktop? Because it's no. not organized. No. <laughs> I hate seeing people's emails where it's like 10,000 unreads. I want to vomit. Oh, well, then I have, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, then I'm Don't not going show to show me. you what's going on. Don't show me. But how, how do you deal with work and you see? You probably, because 
your UC is is different to mine. Yours is much more of a from yeah. conversations we've had more of a daily manageable yep. thing. Whereas yeah. for me, it was just like it would come in flares mm-hmm. and I would be wiped out. And but then most of the time, I'm fine. Right. So how do you do that? Yeah, I mean, I, like so. So part of it is like life organization. I think whenever we have a part of like a. a a press, a pressure on us that is uncontrollable. Mm-hmm. So figuring out how to live a life with that problem, and for me, it's like it's oftentimes that the hours between waking, like the sort of two or three hours after waking up, aren't going to be productive hours. Right. And so, like, just knowing that and and being able to you know schedule my life around it, which means maybe waking up earlier than mm-hmm. I otherwise would have to. Or, you know, once I became the boss, not working before 9 or 10 a.m. So, so that is nice. It's, it, and also, like, I have several employees who have UC or Crohn's. And it's really nice mm. for me to, like, understand what that is. Yeah. And, and, and also to extend that to other illnesses or disabilities or differences. And, and to be like, oh, no, I understand. Like, you're, like, it's okay. You can have different work hours. You can have, you know, you can take days off I understand there's going to be more sick days and like yeah and that you might have to work differently than other people yeah no that's fair enough I think I guess we're in lucky positions that we can like choose our own yeah hours as well um someone I know with with UC she was asking me for advice because she hadn't told her colleagues or her boss mm-hmm. about her UC and she was always really embarrassed about using the toilets at work mm-hmm. constantly um, yeah, and so I do think that's like a real struggle for people. Yeah, I, and in America, because there's like rules, you, you don't have to tell, and you probably shouldn't tell your employer about your disease before you get hired, right? Because it, you don't want it to be part because of they the usually decision. pay for your health insurance as well. Or um, it's not so much that as they don't just want like, you to take you lots of sick days. Yeah, you right. don't want to hire like you know you don't want to hire somebody who might be inconvenient because we are all cogs and machines. Mm. Um, and I had a employee. And, and it was clear that she had done this and we had just hired her. And then like the like the first conversation we had was like, I have ulcerative colitis. I'm sorry I didn't tell you beforehand, but I've been told not to. And I'm like, no, I like it. Never will you have a more receptive boss than this. <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, so, you know, we had a and now she she's doing so good. She's doing so good. I have a question here that I got from over email that I couldn't help but ask. Mm. It's from Grace who asks, dear Hank and Hannah, do you think in 1000 years given humans still exist at all, will people have very inaccurate fairs about the current culture like we have for the Renaissance? Do you have Renaissance fairs here? No. Oh, so, wow. We're so into it. <laughs> you are so into it. I remember having a conversation with some American friends years ago about, I want to say, Renaissance fairs. Oh, so yeah. yeah. You can just say Ren Fair. That's what oh, a Ren Fair. Okay, yeah. let's use Ren Fair. And I was like, what's a Ren Fair? And they were like, oh my God, you don't have Renaissance fairs? <laughs> And I was like, but we had the Renaissance. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we didn't. You were like a little baby. Like you weren't anything then. I mean, the thing that I like about this question is that it recognizes how deeply and it's like Renfairs are like, we picked these 400 years and it's like all of it happens at the same time. So it's just like like pieces of different parts of of, uh you know, medieval Renaissance history sort of slapped together. And I love the idea that in the future someday there will be like a thing that combines, you know, people listening to vinyl records, but also they're on their iPhones, but also they're sending telegraphs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just thinking it would have to be like around like... Te- like tech stuff but it would be like 400 years worth right. of development mm-hmm. and so you would have yeah you'd have 
oh, the light bulb and and radio and then like whatever the hell is to come. Yeah, and also also iPhones and podcasts. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I love it. <laughs> and everybody's wearing like a combination of oh tuxedos my God, what would be and and bell bottom jeans. Yeah. Yeah, and crop tops. Ah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I'd uh, go to that. I would. Yeah. I, what I want to <laughs> know is sort of like what ends up because of, of course at the Ren Ferry you have like the poofy bright red clothes mm. that like Shakespearean sort of feeling. And I just want to know, like, what is the thing that people will pick out of our world that will, like, stand? We'll be all dead, so it won't matter. But we'll, <laughs> if we were alive to see it, we'd just be like, no, I th- I think you didn't pick crop tops. In terms no. of clothing, I think it will be jeans. So, well, I mean, jeans stretch, but yeah, it says hundred year, hundreds of years of thing. So that's yeah. nice. Jeans, T- I think, and jeans. lasting, yeah. yeah. But will they just be wearing jeans in the future? Did we hit the best pant? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess it depends on how um, warm the earth gets. Right. Because then we might want to stop wearing jeans. Yeah, we'll just they're wear not gonna, pants. They're not going to be very cut-offs. practical. Because yeah. also, like, if sea levels rise and then we all get wet and drowned, like, jeans you don't want to be wearing. You don't want to wear You have you to wear wellies all the time. You don't want to be drowning in jeans. No. I think that they're not... They're, for clarity, it's not going to like come up at us. <laughs> I know, I know. Jump but out. I'm just thinking in terms of like some kind of ocean. some kind of apocalypse. I wouldn't mm-hmm. want to be wearing jeans. Oh, I would totally want to be wearing jeans. They're really? Super, I mean, but okay, like but the good, jeans, jeans, lady jeans, which are like oh, yeah, skinny no, and tight, agree, and and then you don't have the pockets for yeah. your knives and stuff. And uh-huh. yeah, no, you got to be wearing like Carhartts. Yeah. Do you I, have those? I here? don't know what that is. I just said yeah. They're, they're <laughs> jeans that are made of like steel. Like you put them on and you can barely move. Oh, yeah, they're no great thanks. farmers. Sure. And then, like after two years, then then they're good. Oh, so they're, you have to like really wear them. Yeah, in. you have to be a farmer for two years in them. <laughs> and then they're comfy. Uh huh. Great. Yeah, it's great. But then then they will ask you your whole life. Yeah. Oh, this is this is a, a very complimentary question, but also a good one. In, uh, uh, I should have told you to put your names on, but I didn't. So anonymous asks, "Dear Hank and Hannah, how do you come up?" With such good and engaging content. Aww. <laughs> um, the world is fascinating and mm. weird, but you have to like be open to it. This is the this is the thing that that scientists are finding out about. You know, of course, there are luck parts of luck, but mm. part of luck is like being like having your mind open to the world. There was a study done, and uh, and it was like count the instances of like the word purple in this newspaper. Right. And uh, and so you had to read the newspaper to like find how many words purple there were, but there was an advertisement in the newspaper or like a picture in the newspaper that said there are 37 instances of the word purple oh, in this newspaper. Nice. And it was like, it happened like four times throughout the paper. Oh, and how and, many people like noticed it? Yeah, and oh. people who finished early and were like 37 were much more likely to have all kinds of sort of positive things in their life. They were much more likely to be uh, more well-educated, they were more likely to have better jobs and be happier with their spouses and all this stuff. Oh, where wow. it's just like, oh, so like, there's a thing there. And like, what does that mean? Nah, I don't know what exactly it means. But there's a there's a an openness to experience that yeah. I think is necessary for me to come up with good video topics. That's interesting. I'm, that experiment is freaking me out because I'm such a sucker for like rules and like following instructions. So I feel like I would would be the person who would like (laughs) go through and I, but I do think that it would, I would, it would be luck if I did see it. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, yeah, but then that's that's, the thing. It's like, I don't, yeah, that, that there is a, there is a part of luck that is being 
Yeah, like, having and and I and like people who are like struggling with anxiety, it's very difficult to like have a conversation with someone and be like, this might be someone who I could do something with and have a business relationship right. with or a partnership with. Whereas every time I have a conversation, I'm like, I want to help you make YouTube videos, <laughs> and uh, and and sometimes I actually end up doing that. Yeah, fair enough. For me, in terms of making content, I think that one of the things that I've been doing recently that's been fun is like paying more attention to like what's actually popular on YouTube and like trends mm. and stuff mm-hmm. and then like twisting it yeah. in a way that so that it's it's packaged in a way that still feels like what people on YouTube want to watch mm-hmm. but then it's like about sex right and feminism yeah and yeah. like that's that's a that's a suggestion <laughs> I give all the time is like find two things and make them one thing yeah and I like just like when we started out making science content it was like what would science content look like if it were a video blog Mm. And, and like, I didn't really think of it in that frame, but like those videos did well because they were science content, but video blogs and no one had done that yet mm-hmm. or many p- people had done it, uh, but <laughs> like, but not, but it hadn't, you know, it hadn't sort of become a, a genre yet. It yeah. hadn't become a thing yet. And, uh, and my favorite example is eight out of 10 cats does countdown, which is just countdown and eight out uh, of 10 right. cats, but both at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> love it. We, we love a good crossover. Yeah. And you love a good panel show, which we don't have in America, but thankfully you guys do. And then somebody just uploads them to YouTube. Oh, the you BBC do. or whoever it is, Channel 4 is just like, eh, I can't be bothered to do copyright claims. <laughs> oh, I didn't thought about that. You, yeah, you, you have other formats though that we, we don't. Yeah. And they're all bad. <laughs> yeah. And we've port them over here and then you're like, what? Well, you watch that too, I guess. <laughs> watch Howie Mandel decide which suitcases someone's going to open. How is that a television show? Uh, uh, Do you know what I'm talking nope. about? Yeah. No. Nope. Is it like know a what game I'm talking show? About? Yeah. It's like, right. it's like one of these suitcases has, there's like 50 suitcases and one of them has a bunch of money and the rest of them have some money and then you, you pick uh, a suitcase. Oh, we have like deal or no deal. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. That. Is that what that show is called? Yeah, yeah, I don't know what it's called. I just found it once, and wasn't I'm like, Meghan Markle on that years ago? Is that how she, is that how she, they met? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm now like imagining this. Maybe it's someone else who got famous from something else, and then suddenly we found out that they were on Deal or No Deal one time. I don't yeah. know. Was it Meghan Markle? You'd think that someone would know if it was Meghan. Yeah, Markle. so maybe it's not. I had to say, is now that I how they Google met? This. Because I'm not sure which one it is that's married to her. Oh. It's Harry. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for letting me know. You're welcome. Next question. Dear Hank and Hannah, with so many options for how to spend your time, how do you decide how to spend yours? And what advice would you give to others about how to spend your time? I need help with this. I do too. One time, I probably told this story on the podcast before, but I was walking down the beach with my Uncle Mike. My Uncle Mike says no words. He is a silent man. Oh, and he's very intimidating. He's a businessman. Oh. He's very successful. And, and I accidentally was walking down the beach with him. So How do you, what? Yeah. So we were at a family reunion and he was walking down the beach and I was walking down the beach. And then like we were near enough to each other that it was weird to not be walking together. Right. So mm-hmm. suddenly it was like, I'm walking on the beach with Uncle Mike. Or, and, and, I, and like, so I had to say something, right? And, mm. I, and he was like, so how are things? And I was like... Well, Uncle Mike, I'm having a hard time finding the balance between how much time to spend on my business life and how much time to spend on my personal life. And he said to me, that is the hardest thing in a man's life. 
or something like that. And it was just like five words. And I was like, all right, well, we did it. <laughs> Uncle Mike and I had a conversation. It was, it was deeper than probably it should have been. Man, maybe. So it's the hardest thing in a man's life, but also probably other genders. But yeah, I, like, I, and I think that the, the main part of this is being intentional about it. Mm. And yeah. you, can't, you can't just let it, like you, you can't let your sort of ambitions or your insecurities drive you in only one direction. This is why I love planning because then I can plan about what's important to me or like actually spend some like introspective time being like, what brings me the most joy? Mm -hmm. What do I need to be doing in order to be making the living that I want to be making and like actually taking stock of everything. Mm -hmm. So then when it does come to like figuring out how you're spending your hours in your day, then you already know what is important to you and what isn't. Yep. Find that easier to set boundaries and say no to things. Absolutely. Yeah, and I, I I have had to do that too, and and it's like for me it's yeah it's setting times of the day when mm. things are normal and and like must be a certain way every day. Um, like I put Orin to bed every day that I'm home, mm-hmm. and and then like Catherine and I spend at least an hour together doing something, and then also we record a podcast together, which is like the mm. it's kind of cringy, like you know the the married couple that makes up like that makes content together. Yeah. But um, do you see that as like quality time together? I do. Yeah. Because we're going over the week and we're also going over like how my life is being impacted by my job and like right. how stressed out I am. And, you know, I think that to some extent when we get, when we start to talk about like heavy stress stuff, sometimes we just stop recording or we will edit it out. Um, and sometimes Catherine is like kind of turns off and is like, I don't want to talk about this while <laughs> recording a podcast, yeah. but, but it is really good to have like an hour of uninterrupted time to have a conversation, which yeah. it's hard to like justify that these days, right? which is really screwed up. We should, you know, prioritize that. And also like, it's obviously one of the most important parts of life is just having chats with yeah. people we love. For me, the main kind of like uh, connection point with my partner is dinner. So mm-hmm. we will always eat dinner together. Um, we kind of take it in turns to cook or we cook together as well, but the eating of it yeah. is like, no, this is, like us having a mm-hmm. conversation and talking. Yeah. And you don't, you're not like, there's no screen involved. Sometimes there is, but at the moment <laughs> we don't have a 20 minute show to be watching. Oh, right. But then other times we'll be like, oh yeah, let's watch this episode and da, da, da. Right. And then other times I'll be like, no, no, let's talk. So, yeah. but the actual just act of like sitting down and eating together is important. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're taking this question into a pretty specific direction, yeah. which is like focus on relationships. But I think that that's really true. Like, yeah. More, more and more, I have found that like the only source of actual pr- prolonged satisfaction and happiness is when I can find some relationships. Like, really believe that I respect and and have. And this is this is me. It's not everybody, but mm. find the respect that I have for someone and believe in it and don't question it. And mm. you know, and of course, somebody who's earned it. But yeah, and then and then have conversations with that person who yeah. I who I know that I can always trust yeah one of the other things that came to my mind when first hearing that question though was this panic that i get of there are so many books so many movies Mm -hmm. so many tv shows Mm -hmm. and so many podcasts to be consuming and you can't consume all of it and i do think also like being on social media really doesn't help with that because everyone's like you have to check this out or like people are talking about this one thing and like Mm -hmm. it you you have to prioritize. So for me, I know that books are important mm-hmm. to me. So, but I will also do audiobooks. 
but then time spent listening to audiobooks is time spent not listening to podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And so it's like, so I do it's have true. this like, yeah. and then watching YouTube videos is also really important to me. That is something that I love doing. And towards the end of last year, I was like watching YouTube videos on like 1.75 speed yeah. because it felt like... It, in a way, it did feel like a chore. Like, oh, I have to get through my watch later playlist. And I would be like doing something else whilst it was playing like super fast. And then That's I, wild. And then I realized that I wasn't actually enjoying it. Yeah. And so now this year, I've suddenly started watching YouTube videos at like the speed that they are made in. <laughs> and I feel like I'm much more chill because yeah. of that. And audiobooks and podcasts. Also, or, you talk way less fast. Maybe. Just- <laughs> maybe I'm not. And now I'm slowing down. I don't yeah. know. But audiobooks and podcasts also used to listen to on 1.5. Oh, wow. And now I just I do it do on that. one. Yeah, I think it's it not chilled about- me out. Really? Wow, we got I just got my 10 minute notification. I'm gonna go a little over. I'm in charge. (laughs) (laughs) Which brings me to today's sponsors. The first sponsor, of course, is the 10 minute notification. Yes. The person with the 10 minute notification letting us know that we only have 10 minutes, but I'm gonna take 15. This podcast is sponsored by them. Thank you very much for your service. This podcast is brought to you by poached eggs. Poached eggs. Mm-hmm. They are good. You do that much more here. I than, love poached eggs. They're my favorite. Not spawn, but also spawn. <laughs> I think, well, I, like the thing is, I don't know that there's a poached egg committee that does sponsorships, but if they do, they should reach out. They really should. This podcast is also brought to you by Meghan Markle's appearance on Deal or No Deal. <laughs> did it happen? We don't know. We don't know. It did happen. We had someone look it up. Come it happened. Them. It's real. I Googled it happened. Yes. Oh my God. I'm not making things up. This podcast is brought to you by uh, connections with dogs and babies, mm. but not humans. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of Dear Hang John is brought to you by Thrive Market. Thrive Market is there to help you maintain the kinds of habits that you want to have. For me, I need to have the right kind of food in the house or I will eat whatever. Oreo recently sent me some free fancy Oreos. They were weird. I ate all of them. I ate all of them in a week, and it was a problem. I can't do that. I need to have healthy, good stuff in the house, and Thrive Market can help you have healthy habits. It's a great go-to for all your grocery and household essentials, and the convenience of getting everything online and then like just quickly shipped to the doorstep, it's a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with great ingredients and sourcing methods. They got Amy's. Banza, Burt's Bees, Trobani, Honest Kids, Kind, Mike's Hot Honey, Oatly, Olipop, Poppy, Salt. I've never heard of salt, but it's got two A's in it, so it has to be good. And as a Thrive Market member, you can save money on every single grocery order. On average, you can save over 30% every time. And they also have a deals page that changes every day. When you join Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order, plus a $60 free gift. I enjoyed my $60 free gift. I was surprised by it, and it was the kind of thing I wouldn't have bought. And then now I'm like on the ghee train. They gave me free ghee. And I was like, I don't know what ghee is. But then I was like, oh, this is great. It's like butter, but it's different and more spreadable. <laughs> Go to thrivemarket.com slash dearhank for 30% off your first order plus that free $60 gift. That's thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash dearhank, thrivemarket.com slash dearhank. Oh, this is, this is a good question. Someone asks, dear Hank and Hannah, how do you birthday a person who hates birthdays? Oh. This is, uh, yeah. 
You get you. And it's such a thing. It's I like don't I don't want to have a party, and it's like. It's a birthday, though. You're a birthday person. Right? Uh, I'm. I'm like, look, I'm. I'm a party person. Right. I, yeah. Like, I, okay. like, there has to be times, yeah. and if it's not going to be your birthday, there has to be some reason that I celebrate you. I want right. to celebrate you. Yeah, I'm like that. My my partner's not a birthday person, and I can't handle it. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. But then it also then in this weird reverse, he. He struggles to understand why I care about my birthday so much, which was on Wednesday, by the way. Happy um, thank you. See, this is me just being like, I just need to. It's my birthday Wait, month. Everybody, happy and- birthday <laughs> to you! But I also love happy it. Happy birthday to you! She's so happy right now. <laughs> happy birthday, dear Hannah. Happy birthday to you. Do you guys just like ought to? Like- <laughs> Thanks. Is it a thing in, in the UK where you always harmonize on the last line of happy birthday? Because oh, yeah. like eight people did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing. Oh, well done. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't... I, I love I don't, celebrating birthdays. Yeah, I mean, I think you can not have it be a big party. Mm. You but can, you mark the occasion. Yeah. Mark the day. It could just uh-huh. be like a nice dinner. Yeah, what's your favorite mm. pretzel? Yeah, then you get a birthday pretzel. Uh-huh, yeah. Like do English breakfast for dinner. Oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Every meal of the day. <laughs> love it. Oh, God. I love Heinz beans. <laughs> How much do, do you have to import them? Yeah. yeah they're they're expensive. so expensive. Yeah. It's like $3 a can. <gasps> and you'll and like eat one a day. So it's not cheap. <laughs> one bean. I don't. <laughs> yeah. That makes it. You got to make it last. Yeah. No, I, I tend to do like a legit English breakfast like once a month after yeah. having spent time here. I'm like, why isn't this a thing? Mm-hmm. That's so good. Mm-hmm. Not that I can do the whole thing. Like I can't do like a roasted tomato. I'm just like above my skill set. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think I, I don't know exactly how to birthday a person who doesn't do birthdays, but I. I think to some extent, like a wedding is this way too, where, Mm. you know, you have to understand that like, this is mostly about you, but it's also somewhat about your parents and that (laughs) you do have to do some of the things that they want you to do. And I really struggled with that um, at my wedding where my mom was like, here are the people that I need you to invite. And I was like, I don't know those people. And and my mom was like, but I do. They're my friends. I've heard about this. Yeah. I'm getting married this year, but I've not had any of that. Yeah. And and I was like, I mean, if that's how you you imagine what a wedding is supposed to be mm. and you're my mom and you're important to me, then okay, I'm going to have this stranger be there. Not like a complete stranger, yeah. someone I'd met, but like not certainly not someone who'd make my list. Mm. Um, so I think to some extent there is a, a an amount of uh, like maybe your partner's going to be doing this for you and you have to like make it clear, like I'm not going to do something that you're going to hate, but yeah. I do want you to do something. And if it's for me, it's for me and that's okay. <laughs> So to ex- to explain it in that way, and if it's just like a steak dinner, or if you're vegetarians, uh, a chickpea steak dinner, steak yeah. dinner. <laughs> um, then that di- I've talked to a I was having a chickpea burger with a German recently, and he called them chicken peas, and I was just I couldn't stop I couldn't <laughs> tell him that chicken peas is wrong because I wanted him to keep saying it, and he did. And That's I just think, I wanted to just keep talking about. It. I well, was like, so what? Are, what's hummus made out of? Chicken Phil? peas. Chicken peas. Chicken chi- peas. Also chicken peas. <laughs> Except German. It was great. I don't know if they're called chicken peas in German or if he just doesn't know, but I loved it. Um, well, he can speak English. He can. Oh, my God. 
No, I'm not making fun yeah. of them. I'm going to call them chicken peas from now on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, does anyone have a final question that they would like to raise their hand and say out loud? You were the first person, and that was very fast. So I have something called a radar key. Mm-hmm. So it's a key that unlocks disabled toilets, and you can buy them on Amazon. And so that means that anyone could theoretically get them without actually having proof of the disability. So I couldn't get one for the NHS because it was too mm-hmm. hard, so I bought this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what do you think about that? Like people are using the system right. because, like at my uni, it's easier to go to the one with the radar on board than go downstairs in the library. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to restate your question for the listeners. Um, so in the UK, there's a thing called a radar key, and it lets you unlock disabled toilets. Is this the only thing the radar key does? It doesn't unlock any other special parts of the universe. <laughs> oh, Hannah has one too. Yeah. And you call it a radar key, but it looks like a physical, just normal key. Why? It doesn't like use RFID or something. It's just an actual key. Mm-hmm. And so you can get a radar key through the NHS, and that's like the legit way to do it. But you can also just get a radar key if you're like, the NHS doesn't think my disability qualifies, but I need a toilet very fast sometimes or I need some space for various reasons. Is that, is that cool? And like, I think what's not cool is it like, th- this is, this is a very pretty clear distinction for me. Mm. What's not cool is being like, I beat the system. I got a radar key on Amazon. Like that's crappy. Like this is like awful. Yeah. But to be like, this is going to make my life easier. I have a disability, but it's not being considered a disability by the NHS. You're not beating the system. You're not like saying to the world, like, ha ha ha. I get to use a toilet even though, like, you know, the stupid bureaucracy. Yeah, the system beat you in yeah, that case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, if, you, if, if you're trying to beat the system, no. But if, if the system is trying to beat you, then yes. Yeah, and, and I also think that with most cases um, where it comes to, like, radar keys or uh, claiming benefits, it's always such a slim, slim minority of people who do abuse the system mm-hmm. uh, and also I don't really believe that you do have to like go through a process of proving a disability yeah. or proving that you need to use um, an accessible toilet um, so I, I actually do kind of like that you can just get one because I, I genuinely believe that the majority of people who who will buy one on Amazon do it because they need it and because they couldn't get one through the NHS so it doesn't worry me but I think if you hear people talking about it or if you hear people doing the the bragging thing, then yeah. maybe call them out on that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my guess is you don't have any friends like that. But <laughs> somebody does somewhere. And if they're, if you're hearing it, call them out. Mm. It's, no, it's no, no fun to call out your friends, but you should do it. Call them in. That's what they're call saying these in. days. Yeah. Um, I think that we are we are out of time. I'm sorry, I could only do one live question. But thank you all so much for being here for this thing. I had an absolute pleasure talking to you. Thank Hannah. you. Thanks for and having me. Thanks to everybody in the audience as well for for hanging out. <laughs> Thank you.